If you want to get stuff done, then you have come to the right place. This is the Get Stuff Done podcast, brought to you in association with RDI Worldwide, a weekly interview series with prominent and diverse people from around the world who will share their own unique insights on what it takes to get stuff done and their personal strategies for doing so. My name is Gordon Dudley, the creator of the Get Stuff Done project and host of this podcast. Thank you so much for being with us. We hope you enjoy this episode and would love to hear your feedback anytime. Let's get stuff done. Hello and welcome to the Get Stuff Done podcast. I'm your host, Gordon Dudley, and I'm back with another fantastic guest. Today, I'm joined by Madanjit Singh. He is somebody who I've known for a uh, while now, and he's actually currently heading up the Southeast Asia region for Scaled Agile. He's based in Singapore, where he has been for over 25 years, originally born in India. And uh, apart from uh, having uh, the, the, the position with Scaled Agile, he also is somebody who loves to connect the dots. And so I think that's going to be something that we talk about uh, in today's episode. I'm delighted to have him. So Madanjit, thank you for joining us. Thank you very much, um, Gordon, for inviting me for the Gordon Dudley show. <laughs> I think the first, it's, a, it's the first time I'm doing a podcast, so I'm really looking forward to this experience. Thank you. Well, uh, a very warm welcome. And as with all of our episodes, uh, I don't think of it so much as an interview as as, as more of a chat. And I know that uh, your linguistic skills are, are top, top rate. So, so I think you're going to be just fine. But uh, the, the, the Get Stuff Done podcast, the GSD podcast, uh, as it is called, uh, you know, we always like to ask our guests a couple of key questions around the topic of getting stuff done. And so that's uh, where I would like to begin. For you, uh, what is uh, getting stuff done? Um, how do you go about uh, getting stuff done on, on a kind of daily basis? Okay, so 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 Gordon, this is very interesting because for the last couple of months, I've been really thinking about this, and I have been unhappy, and I must say that, right? And uh, what I figured out is getting stuff done and having a sense of accomplishment and achievement is are two different things, and we must do that because we need to bring it out again tomorrow. So I would say that. In this chat, it is better that I come across as authentic, as somebody who is struggling and challenging himself rather than somebody who's been there, done that, and all sorted. Now, we all want stuff done. I get that. We all overestimate our availability of time and energy. And I will tell why these two things are different. So my personal take is we have to be real as to what we are going to be accomplishing on a day. And not all days are equal. That's also there, right? So getting stuff done is obviously very important in whatever it is, like you an entrepreneur, me in my role, um, and whatever else we do. So it's an important aspect. We all have to work on it. And I'm working on it. I'm working pretty hard. I, I, you know, I, we've jumped straight into to the heart of the matter. I, I, I think what I have always respected about you, as long as I've known you, is that you have almost an effortless way of, of getting a lot done. And maybe that is 
from what I can see from my guests is one of the mark of successful people is that there is that this kind of high capacity. You know, everybody has 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 kind of down days or or, or times when they don't want to uh, do what they've what they've got to do. But uh, at the end of the day, we have to get on and, and do those kind of things. And so I, I love the way that you have uh, kind of clarified their, their, that difference between the, the achievement and, and the getting stuff done. Some of the things that we have to get stuff done are not the things which anybody will reward us for or anybody will say is good job for. Um, they, they are the, kind of the necessary uh, things uh, in life. And then there are some things which we can do uh, which are relatively superficial, but because they are somehow well known or, or outwardly shared, then they can become uh, very, very highly praised. Um, so tell me then how that works within the context of, of your organization and and maybe a little bit about what your organization does, because I think it is quite relevant to the topic of, of getting stuff done. Okay, so thanks for that. So I, I work for a, a very interesting company called Scale Agile Inc. They are better known by their brand, which is Safe Scale Agile Framework for Enterprises. So my current role, while the company is very well established for 12 plus years in North America, and they have 20,000 customers, their, their presence in Southeast Asia is quite like a startup in the sense. So thereby, you have many things you want to do during the day. There are some which are urgent, there are some important, there are some urgent and important, there are time-sensitive stuff, but there's a lot on your plate, right? So because there's only one of me for the region, thereby it puts an added pressure on not having additional hand, right? But net-net, I'm enjoying myself, but I think it's very relevant to the conversation because we all end up bouncing these multiple balls up in the air, which I want to which I want to talk and and hopefully at the end of the presentation, learn something from you. <laughs> so you're right. We, we have uh, all of these uh, different balls that we're juggling. We all wear different hats, different roles within the course of a day, uh, but, but, you know, of course, widely in our, in our lives. What, what, what would you say is your personal tactic or strategy to trying to manage all of those uh, different roles that you have? Okay, so I think the I kind of in preparation for this call, I kind of put my my mind to the problem and I wrote down something small. So there are basically three things which I'm trying to achieve. Um, I'm not there yet, but I've, I'm honestly trying to achieve. And then the first one is that you plan, and all, all of us plan. I mean, you know, you can have a to-do list, you can have Obsidian, you can have very very interesting software, etc. But the danger always is, are you planning tasks, which most of us do, including me, or you're planning towards your priorities? Now, that is a hard part. Plan to your priorities, right? Otherwise, Gordon is telling me this, somebody else is telling me that, you know, I'm kind of keeping that all in my to-do list. So the first one, without belaboring it, is plan to your priorities. The second one, which I think is more intrinsic about who we are as people, is that we have to not only manage our time, which is easier for us to quantify because it is nine o'clock in the morning in Singapore, it is whatever it is, but it is your levels of energy, right? The, the unit of work done is directly proportional to energy. 
and energy could be taken away from for a variety of reasons. Distraction, uh, you're not feeling well, you're overwhelmed, you are scared, etc. All of those are big energy sinks, right? So I'm not talking about people and toxic, you know, I mean, that like would be really getting a little bit personal. We want to keep this as something which is actionable, right? So that time and energy are are also one of the things. You know, I always tell people our competitor our competitors are not out there. Our competitors are there are only twenty four hours in a day, and you have to uh, you know you have to do stuff in the day. So that's always your competitor. There's a third one which is also very very interesting is whenever we interact, we must know who is our audience. So in this case, it is not only Gordon. It is a people listening to GSD podcasts. So I would be very curious to know what do they like. And I asked you this earlier in our in our prep call. For that matter, whenever you're interacting, whoever may be your audience, whether it is um, electronic, presentation, email, etc., just try to understand a little bit more <coughs> who your audience are. It will make you um, being received better. Right. So those are the three things. No, I, I, I fully agree. Yeah. Thank you for sharing those insights. You know, I am definitely someone who uh, often schedules around time and not, uh, you know, the thing which I like doing, I do extremely quickly and, uh, you know, feel, feel great about it. The thing which I don't like doing or I'm not so good at, naturally takes me longer and and you're right i think that's a good perspective to look at uh, because energy is what um, affects so much of that and this concept of flow that you know, there's that famous book where where we talk about remaining as much as possible in the the flow zone where it is uh, sufficiently challenging um, but also uh, you know of interest as well something that, that's engaging as well in order that we can um, be sufficiently interested but also challenged by it so so that we can do that where are the times when you find yourselves kind of falling out of that uh sure. kind of sweet spot and 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 what do you do to try to get yourself back okay so so, so that's a brilliant question because uh there are uh, many times I, I i see that i'm going kind of sideways and I have always tried to stop and think as to what is causing it in the sense. The first thing which causes is it is essentially you're trying to do too many things, too many things, right? Uh, the second one is you're not pacing yourself. We are, we are all trying to be very ambitious with ourselves, not, not externally with ourselves. So we are stacking stuff together in the sense, which for me always causes the issue. If I don't plan for something like this podcast, I don't put my mind to it, I don't read your your prep notes or whatever it might be, then I will be rushed into it and that will not make me comfortable. The second one is there are other stuff causes me to trip, right? So the, the thing is that you don't plan ahead of time, kind of do it, you know, so procrastination is it's a, a, you know, is a constant battle for all of us, including with me, right? You said it very eloquently is that what you like to do happens really well. It is brilliant to enjoy it is brilliant in the sense. 
what you don't like, you kind of keep trying to push it out till it reaches a point that you really have to do it in the sense. And that is the hard part. The, there are certain other things which actually help in the sense. So all of us have a rhythm, right? So your morning people, your evening people, etc., or whatever. A little bit of exercise, a little bit of um, calming the mind, whatever is the techniques you use with a book, coffee, or just meditation really helps. Um, the other thing is we bunch all tasks as equal prioritization. It's not true, right? There are some stuff which is more important than the others. So we have to give it time. Um, having people conversations is the hardest because you have to put a lot of things, especially if it's crucial conversations, you have to put a lot of energy in that to be able to say, what are you trying to achieve in that? So I'm sorry to give you a long answer, but I would say that you, you really hit the nail on the head. The issues are multifold and they are all around distraction, procrastination, um, being over uh, ambitious about your abilities, etc. Right. So I'll just take a pause here. Did that come across? Was I able to answer your questions? There is there is nothing wrong with a long answer when it is quality. So people always ask me in the context of uh, preparing their resumes for for a new a job or, or when they're applying for a new position, how long should my resume be? And the answer is as long as you have good quality contents to go in and then it can be as long as it deserves to be. So I, I, I maintain the same perspective with, 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 uh, with questions and, and answers. If you have plenty of good things to say, then uh, you can take as long as you want. And I, I really like the way you answered that um, with, with some different uh, e examples there. You touched upon um, people conversations is uh, managing others and, and being in a leadership uh, in position, is that something that's important for you? Is that something that you like to have um, in, in your role? And then what would you say is your leadership style? Okay, right. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very good question and a very detailed one. Um, I don't, in my current role, I'm not a people manager. I'm an individual contributor, but in my previous roles, I have been. And let me explain that whether you are a people manager or a senior director or a GM, it doesn't matter because getting stuff done, coming back to the same point, is going to be uh, working along with people. So whether those people report into you and they call you boss or a manager is immaterial in today's world. So there are three axes of people management. It is managing below, managing sideways, and managing up. A lot of people believe that managing up is very important. And maybe that is a traditional view, if I may um, be a little bit more aggressive, that may be an Asian view of things, but I'm not getting into that. I think our, our audience is all global. We are all so managing upwards, sideways, and below are very important. The, the leadership style has to be authenticity. It has to be get stuff done quickly, right? So there are people who would like it to be responded to fast, etc. Um, and those are personal styles of your mm -hmm. managers or your colleagues. But the most important thing is before you get into getting stuff done, 
are you creating the ground of building a relationship? Think about it. So if, if Gordon is my colleague, am I only going to him and say, Gordon, I need this done, or what do you think about it? You will do it once, you'll do it twice, and you'll say, man, every time I get a mail from Madanjit, it's all about, you know, give, 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 right? So let's, let's build a relationship and a little bit of give and take. I don't think relationship is an Asian view that is, uh, that is too narrow. We all need to have a context of a relationship which we build and work or ask or opinions, etc. sit on top of that. So that is very, so it's a, it's a huge investment in time, right? And, and nobody teaches us that. We all learn it and we all can get it better. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, that's, that's absolutely true. Uh, it, it's almost kind of like uh, when you're you're working with someone and and task allocation. It, it's almost like the relationship is how fertile is the ground that you're trying to plant that seed. And 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 if you, like you said, there's no relationship, then it's a kind of dry, barren ground. Nothing's going to grow. Nothing's going to going to come of that. Whereas if it there's a really good relationship there, whatever. That that work is is going to flourish um, and 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 grow really well and we all have those relationships with people where you have such a high level of trust that you you have that kind of level of understanding where you don't have to explain everything explicitly um, there's almost intuitive kind of kind of level so for you now your uh, all of your direct colleagues are remote to you how do you try to make sure that even though they're you're not co-located they're you know maybe different time zones definitely different uh, countries how, how do you make sure that those relationships are still robust and uh, and very productive yeah okay so i think this is a, this is the this is going to be challenge of our time right uh, covid did to us that we all were forced into work from home now with covid gone there are there are learnings and there are challenges in that. One is over-dependence on uh, just the online medium is, is, is not the complete story or more task-oriented is not the complete story. We are, we are not in a position to travel as frequently as it is. It could be because of time, could be uh, cost, could be business directions or whatever. But essentially, to answer your question directly, it is that that in addition to the Slack and the WhatsApp and whatever is your favorite ones, that particular team meetings or or a or a catch-in would be very useful. And we have that. Like in fact, after this call, there is our daily stand-up in the sense. We call it daily stand-up, but it happens only twice a week in the sense. So I look forward to that because you kind of get to know people, what they're doing. It's a more of a sharing one. There's a structured and an unstructured portion. So there is, then there is a one-on-one -on -one in the sense. Now that really depends, you know, you know, sometimes you don't want to trouble your colleague and just having a, a chat up, but there are some people you would like to do that because there is a, there is a context to what you ex want to explain before you ask. So that, that relationship depends on the need, but the context is actually critical. And the cost context is very critical when you're trying to come out of the blue. Suppose I ask you something, you're obviously doing something. You have no idea that Madanji is going to write to you in the next one minute. So that context actually sets the stage of what you're saying and it 
hones into specifically the one or two things you want to talk about rather than this generic rambling discussions about trying to solve all problems, etc., which is which will take much longer and may not be required. So that yeah. whole idea about the context and that 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 piece which you need done, right? So if I write to you WhatsApp, it is about, you know, here is something I want to talk to you about. I'm working on this particular conversation. This is what I require. And right. And I've seen people and I've obviously tried out. If you break up your WhatsApp into smaller pieces, those those conversations are better, right? Rather than one long WhatsApp, which you don't know whether it is preamble, it's introduction, and it's also the ask. That, that, that's a very interesting point, actually. It's something that I'm often quite conscious of myself. You know, we write one email and that's like a body of text, even though we can be uh, in very regular uh, communication with someone, we still formalize it. There's still a greeting and, and a sign off that's gone um, in in Slack and and WhatsApp, like you mentioned. And so I'm often thinking um, about, like you said, uh, hitting return and making it making it a new message but then at the same time thinking oh hold on uh, this person's now getting kind of like nine ten um, notifications from me so I'm I'm kind of conscious of that I, I guess I find myself with some people doing one way and some people doing doing another way and you have to be kind of like constantly agile to to um, be using you know with a certain colleague or or, or a person you use one messenger with another you use another and then even with some you have multiple uh, dialogues going on on more than one where you're discussing different things but because it's a, a different type of conversation you you have it in one say on slack versus whatsapp versus email if we're not multitaskers um in today's modern world then then i i don't think we can we can survive um do you find that uh, that there has been an evolution in the medium and that's used for business communication and and if yes how how is you how do you feel that that has kind of actually changed the communication that that happens as a result Oh, 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 there is an absolute change. It's a big change. It's like like a you know big tsunami of communication options. So you know, so for example, uh, Slack, WhatsApp, email. Um, it's 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 a lot to take in in the sense. And sometimes I forget that if I'm looking for a material which Gordon sent, I know Gordon sent it, but I can't. I don't remember whether it came through Slack or uh, came through WhatsApp. It's it's a it's sometimes to use a strong word, it's a bit annoying in the sense, but I cannot run away from it, right? So, so whether I like it or don't like it, we have to really get better at it. I think one of the things which is getting better at it is, is to do few, right? So we all consciously, you know, not really do that. That's one. The second point to pick up your point is that experimentation and you use the word agile. You could try stuff out and see if that works. If it doesn't work, don't do it, etc. Right. So that's the second one. The third one is essentially is to be able to be a little bit nice to yourself in a sense, right? So this is very important because this is your day in your life. And at the end of the day, you have to kind of have a sense of achievement and then carry on for another day. If you kind of keep beating yourself up, then that's not going to help you 
um, for tomorrow, right? Everybody likes feedback, but not feedback all the time in the sense, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Regarding notifications, this is something that I've talked about with, with previous guests as well. If we live uh, in constant uh, notification world, then, then you know, we, we often find ourselves just firefighting, going from one message to the next, you know, one pop-up to the next. And then it's very difficult to, to really stick to the priority uh, work we've got to do on a very kind of, kind of like specific basis. How, how do you handle your notifications across your communication channels? Okay. So the, so the notifications are lesser the better. So, you know, so most of them are, I switch them off, right? I've read uh, that the other style is to leave your phone outside your, your work area. I don't think that's practical because, you know, sometimes to log in, you need jump cloud, etc. So you need access, so you can't do that. The danger is that you kind of, you know, see it often and particularly, you know, LinkedIn or any other social media does uh, take a lot of time. So I'm not perfect on it. Maybe on a 10 point scale, if 10 is good and one is one is bad, maybe I'm a six on a 10 point and I need to work on it. Right. So the idea is to be able to reduce it, pick it up only for some time and not get in the temptation of whatever comes like an email has come and I try to reply that I have figured out that much. I figured out that if it is a WhatsApp message or something like that, and it is a little bit has emotion encoding in it, right? Somebody is writing that I'm not happy or whatever. It's always better to take time to reply. Right. Um, there has been a style of write something and keep it in draft. I don't think I'm good in that, but my style is more reflect, give it time and then write it uh, on that one. Uh, but I think our best thing which happened to our life is the phone and not so the not so good thing happened to our life is a phone because it kind of keeps, you know, distracting you in that sense. Right. So it's going to be a hard struggle for each of us. I've not fixed it. I'm, I'm working through it. And I think everybody in your audience would know this because we're all, we all intrinsically, we know that is an issue and they all try to uh, at least be aware that is a problem solved. Yeah. Uh, some people have their work phone and their personal phone, sometimes not out of choice that, you know, maybe um, that they have that situation. And at first you think how cumbersome to be carrying around two phones um, and, and whatnot. But actually in a, in one way, the separation of work and social so social can be like you say out the room because because you know for for this working period i definitely don't need um to to be seeing that and keep my work phone close to me because yes i am actually responding to things doing doing work things on that actually um can could maybe be a a, a useful way of of handling things um I'm going to change gear slightly and I'm going to ask Madanjit about the Charlie Chaplin behind you. Um, I, you know, I'm sure everybody else has noticed. I, I just wondered any significance uh, to having Charlie Chaplin uh, there on your wall. Well, well yeah, well, I, I, the, the, the real secret is I'm using my younger son's room who's studying in university in the US. So this is his choice. But since the time I've got, I've got so much appreciation for it, I kind of thought about it and it kind of mimics 
our lives that we have to be a little bit self-amused, you know, have a little bit laugh on ourselves, be a little goofy and not try to be proper and prim all the time. So, so Charlie Chaplin reminds me of us to have a little bit of go at ourselves. So that's, that's essentially what it is. I mean, it could be, it could be another cartoon of choice or whatever makes you chuckle. So if it is, the purpose is achieved, God, and when I see the chuckle on your face, (laughs) You know, I, I, I love it. And I, probably all of us who have been working for, for many years, you know, need to be reminded of that. You know, definitely it's too easy to take ourselves too seriously and just think, oh, you know, work is serious. But, but if we, if we do take things too seriously, then, then that can definitely, um, you know, add to stress. When, when it comes to comes to working, and then and then we're not going to be able to work sustainably. So I think I think that's a great um, a, a great little addition. Um, I, I want to talk a little bit about how we actually came to know each other first of all, um, which is actually through uh, a professional network uh, called Pavilion, and uh, you are um, an ambassador of of that uh, network and i would say also a leader um of that um in in apac region um i have uh, had tremendous uh, benefit from from being a part of of that um last year um and uh, tell me a little bit about about you know what you get out of uh, pavilion and and maybe why something like that is important for you Okay, so so thank you, and I'm very happy that you enjoyed your 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 enjoying your time at Pavilion. So Pavilion is Pavilion is a revenue leaders community. It started off in in the U.S. New York. Now it's got about ten or twelve thousand members. It is a community of revenue leaders. We have a chapter in Singapore which looks after Asia. We have about two hundred people there, right? Um, what I like about it is two or three things. The first one is culture, the value and culture of the organization is very strong. It's all about sharing, adding value, etc. So it almost sounds like a little bit like Boy Scouts movement, but it is for real, right? Because we all come, come together in communities to be able to not impress each other. We are very impressed with each other, but to be able to lean in and share about what our learnings are. So that is the, the value culture. The second one is that the that the quality of people we are able to admit, which is essentially through an interview process or through a revenue process alone, is very high because we're looking for people who are accomplished, but who have an who have an approach to give to get rather than get get. That's very important. And there's a third reason, which is essentially about learning and sharing. So, for example, the learning could be one on one with Gordon, for example, it could be one to few, it would be Gordon and a couple of other people, or it could be at scale and we're trying to do a pavilion university class together, which could have something like 300 people in the class, right? So so just to summarize is, it's the, the value culture of the organization which sets the tone, it's the, it's the people we attract, uh, and the third one is, it's the learning opportunities. Uh, There is another one, which is a little bit difficult to explain. It is basically we all need safe zones where we can come and discuss things which you don't. For example, if I don't know 
what to expect in a podcast, I feel comfortable to ask Gordon about it because I know Gordon rather than trying to be looking smart and accomplished and read up on YouTube or Google, etc. Might as well just ask, right? And there's no harm in saying, can you tell me a little bit more about this, this process, right? And the same yep. can go to anything else, right? So I think, I think Pavilion is, is a issue. Um, I'm very happy to be part of it and, and have a responsibility to be the chapter head for Singapore. Any of your um, audience is interested, very happy to, to pick it up and uh, have a conversation on that. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I absolutely thoroughly endorse um, it as a, as a network. And I think having this kind of network, the community, the safe place, like you mentioned, I think is immensely valuable for, for anyone in any industry. I think that we must continuously learn in order to, to uh, develop ourselves. And I, I fully agree that even specifically having some kind of network of peers, which is directly helpful for your work and, and what you do, but still outside of your work, I think is is a key point, which I think is is really valuable. And I think anybody who is thinking to look at this this kind of network, I think definitely it is a really good thing to invest in because there's so much that you can get out of it. And um, I also just want to say how good of an ambassador you are um, for cultivating the APAC chapter, uh, which uh, Pavilion has. Clearly, you value networking um, and and people relationships. Tell me a little bit about some of the, um, you know, maybe important things that, that you feel can can be derived from from having um, a, a good people network okay the people network essentially gives you points of contact when you need um, some information so there is always a need but but you don't build for that need right you always build for because it is something which is you find it interesting so that interesting is very important um, the other one which is very important is that you never build a network to monetize. And that's a classical mistake a lot of people make is that I want to get something out from Gordon, right? Well, I would like to build a relationship with Gordon and I might want to ask him how to do business in South Korea and he's an expert on that, surely. But is that the something which I want to lead with? No, I want to lead with get to know her in the sense. So that's one. Now, we can't be friends with everybody. That's a really hard thing to do in today's world. But you can be nice to people and have a relationship of mutual trust. So that is very important. So there is this element of, you know, not monetizing. You know, it's like, you know, I want something out of it. And you genuinely want to know the, the journey of God, right? So whether it is... Uh, from your home country to South Korea, uh, to be able to build up a family and a business in, in particularly at a hard market, which is essentially uh, very much steeped into uh, to culture and also very important that that English is not really the, the first language of, of most businesses. So I really admire you for that. The, the, the second part is, is, yeah, sorry. No, uh, no? I, I, please oh, finish. Okay. And, and, yeah, and, and the, the, the second part is essentially about this deep interest in other people, 
really, right? It's, it's, a, it's, it's a genuine interest to know more, right? Now, once you do that, then you essentially have the basics of professional networking going on. Then the, the benefits are really immense. It can be, it can, it doesn't have to be useful. It could be interesting. So I could like talking to Gordon because I find that he, you have ideas or you have suggestions or point of view, which I don't have. And that's where professional networking in whatever form or shape, whether you want to do like, like a sport or you go to your college reunion or you go to something like pavilion, does not matter. But essentially it is groups of people who come together because there is a certain amount of shared purpose and possibly interest, right? So that's that's something. It's again, it's a, it's an acquired art. It's an acquired art, and it's an acquired art which I think you have uh, clearly perfected uh, over uh, a number of years, but with constant efforts. I think I think those two key takeaways that give without necessarily getting and having a genuine interest uh, in the other person, I think, not necessarily wanting to be friends with everyone. I think that's also a key point, but a genuine interest, I think, is a great way. Let's 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 call that the Madanjit way, perhaps. Maybe we can uh, we can we can make something something of that within uh, the Get Stuff Done project of which the podcast is is one of our uh, kind of, you know, more, more publicly visible uh, projects is the, the, the key foundation of transferable skills. And so the ability of people to develop their transferable skills as they move from organization and job to job, um, the, the notion that transferable skills are an absolutely indispensable part of anyone's professional career. So for you, what would you think perhaps is maybe the most important transferable skill or, or maybe just one that you feel you have used to, to great effect uh, in, in, your, okay. in your career. Right, right. So, so I, 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 I admire you for many things, Gordon. And one of the things is to be able to choose one because then, you know, you always say choose one because it forces you to make that decision in the sense. I would say in my case that, that, that first one choice would be and that is consistent in all my my jobs or careers or, or in businesses is ability to see the business value in that particular solution. So whether it is uh, a software as a service solution, it's a cloud solution, it's a banking financial services, does not matter. It is a certain amount of business value, which is the outcome of why the conversation is rel relatable and to be invested in. There are many other things which can follow through, right? But those are the ones which are important ones, right? The, the, the discussion about business outcomes, if I would use a word, and those can change. So I've been working for a while and I would say every couple of years, those really change in the sense. Yeah, um, I mean, I, definitely I can, I can, yeah, I can go ahead. 
I was going to say that's not something that everybody has. I mean, definitely everybody has, um, let's say, um, you know, interpersonal skills. Everybody has them to, to some degree. But I think what you've highlighted there is, is something that not everybody has. And so definitely, um, in, if you are in a, a place where that is something that is needed, then, then it becomes I immensely valuable. Is it something that you have, kind of consciously developed? Is it something that you realized you had and therefore you focused on it? Or is it something that you thought was valuable and therefore you you kind of uh, developed it? Okay, so I, I, you know, I discovered it as I went along. I did not invent it. I discovered it. And I, then I kind of put it out there to say, let's test it out. And uh, that is the, the second element as to say is, who says that I get the business value or what, where or what is business value? The best thing to do is to ask. It, you can ask your colleagues in the office. You can ask your clients. You can ask your partners, like business partners. You can also ask your family, right? The people you trust, friends and family. So, but it is that it is not a self-appointed view of the world. You kind of work on it to say, this is what uh, is the business value in this conversation or this is important in this conversation and how are we actually delivering on it. I've, I've done something, you know, with, with customers I know pretty well to say, what are the reasons you actually bought us, right? So you really need a little bit of kind of a little bit of guts and gumption to ask, suppose Gordon was my client and say, Gordon, look, we've been, we've been clients for a couple of years. I'm very curious about that you place this large order a uh, couple of months back, you know, why did you buy us, right? And you'd be surprised with the answer because you might think your business value is one, two, three, whereas the customers might say it is four, five, six. And it is always better to see what that is. And then you bring that, that learning inside the company and say, this is what I learned. And uh, it, is, it, is, it is remarkable sometime that, that some of these initiatives are pretty simple but we just have to get ourselves to do it. We kind of complicate the heck of stuff, right? As you, you know, would know as part of your Get Stuff Done uh, podcast. Uh, and, and I've also looked at your very impressive material, which you've, you've been kind enough to share. And I would, I would love to stay connected with the GSD project. Yeah, I, I, I think that's a key point you mentioned there is that a lot of these things are not particularly complicated but as humans, it seems somehow natural that we need constant reminders. All right. And so that's where this, this, this kind of concept of, of lifelong learning, of, of continuous, uh, personal professional development becomes, becomes a real, uh, game changer because those who, uh, who, who don't, uh, constantly develop themselves basically then end up being overtaken. And so it's like, if you're not moving, uh, if you're standing still, then you're actually moving backwards. Is that is that kind of concept, which I think is 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 very valuable for anyone, uh, no matter their their industry. Um, what, what would you uh, recommend for people? You know, maybe uh, people who are starting out in their career, they're not really too sure um, about whether they. Uh, you know, are liking what they're doing. Maybe, you know, maybe they're not sure whether this is this is right for them. But you know, maybe they need to kind of see the the bigger picture, or or, or you know, understand that that what they're doing 
could be an investment. But um, from your perspective, what, what, what advice would you give to people who are, uh, you know, earlier on in their career and, and don't have already a well-defined niche, um, you know, in a, or a specialty area for themselves? Uh, so, so thank you. That's that's a really thought-provoking question because I was when I was listening to it and I was saying, okay, what do I really think about it? And I don't think I'm not sure whether this is a complete answer and it's not meant to be complete. But one of the things is uh, being on the journey, you know, being in the process, taking a step at a time, is more important than sit down and deliberate and think. Right. So that doing is more important than thinking. Definitely. Now, it is not that mindless action is there, which is which can happen to a lot of people, including me, when you are pushed to timeline, when you're overloaded, you just do do and you don't think do. So the thinking element is really important in the sense. Then it's actually people, when you're, most of us, including us, are, and I've met very few people who are original thinkers. Most of us, including myself, is essentially what I call as derived thinking, that I talk to Gordon or I talk to somebody, then I, I, I learn and, and I layer my thinking with that suggestions and then move on to decisioning. So having a good connection of friends, either at work or outside work, your family is very, very important because they are the closest to you to be able to give you unwarnished views of what they, say, they believe on that. Most of the other people who you may not know well, they will be a little bit guarded in what they tell you so that you, did, that you don't feel bad or it's not supposed to be aggressive or not supposed to be too blunt on that one. So that, that particular, so we have to get there. Now this whole idea about getting it and am I in the right role, etc. right? I think it's an evolutionary process, evolutionary process. In times like these, when, you know, jobs are hard to come by, etc., idea is not to be too hard on yourself and say, is this the perfect job? I don't think there's anything which is perfect. It is what you make it out to be. So you have to be there. And it's not about just doing the job for the job's sake, which is, you know, not a bad idea considering we all have bills to pay, but to be able to evolve along with it. I'll give mm. you an example. Maybe that will really help. One, yeah. one of the companies I worked for 15 years of my life, 14 and a half years, was Hewlett Packard Company, right? It's, and I've, I've had the privilege of working in really, really good companies. But Hewlett Packard was special because it was large enough to be able to give me lateral movements in roles. So in that 14 and a half years, I had five different jobs. So that's why I never really got bored to it because in two and a half, three years, you had a new job. And the jobs were different business units, right? Different business units. So there was a little bit of freshness. I didn't have to leave the company to get a, a freshness of winning. The organization right. was there. Now, not all companies are large enough to do that, but you can still try. You can talk to your managers and your folks in your learning and development, etc. So, but be mindful that you can move rather than trying to quit Right. You can also shape the job. You can shape the yep. job about things I like, etc. So, so don't be very drastic with it. Have a little bit of a long haul. Remember, our working careers are getting longer. 
Previously, yes. people would say nine to five or 20, 25 years. Gone are those times, right? We're going to be uh, hopefully healthy, happy, and being um, being uh, there for a longer period of time. I'm definitely enjoy my working, and I need to 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 be at it, right? So I yeah. will take a pause and see how are we doing on time for you. In a sense. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I think when when you are unhappy. Uh, it's easy to feel that time is going so ridiculously slowly, right? Every day is dragged. You're looking around at other people, you know, making moves so that 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 FOMO, that fear of missing out gets stronger and stronger. And, uh, you know, definitely there's no doubt that the the instant um, digital world, social media makes that makes that even worse because because we we get those uh, those updates uh, so, so frequently. But but um, ultimately um, easy to say, hard to do, perhaps, uh, to you know, in the sense of trusting the process. But but, um, you know, definitely um, that that's a lot, a lot of good advice um, on on that note. Unfortunately, Maranjit, we are uh, out of time uh, for today's episode. Thank you so much for being uh, my guest today. Thank you very much, Gordon, for inviting me. And I wish you the very best for the rest of your day. And thank you, everybody, for listening uh, wherever you are in the world. Uh, I really appreciate uh, you t- being with us uh, on this uh, Get Stuff Done podcast, uh, coming to you every week on Thursday. Uh, we'll continue to bring you more uh, interesting and diverse guests uh, who are able to share their vast experiences and insights, uh, like my guest today, uh, Madanjit Singh, who was able to cover uh, many different topics and I'm sure that everybody can have some uh, practical takeaways um, from today's episode. Thanks again for listening and see you again soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Get Stuff Done podcast. If you would like to be a guest in the future, please do reach out. Or if you would like to recommend someone, that would be awesome as well. Make sure you keep listening as we will be bringing you fresh insights every week because getting stuff done is something everyone needs.